When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Torepko. And, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. And we're back, another live podcast, another day of the US Open, officially over yesterday, and some very big players were really coming into form. Uh, we saw the big boys really showing up, which was great to see, uh, most notably Dominic Team and Daniel Medvedev. Uh, what do you make of that? Both looked really good and really strong, and um I know you picked the last episode. You were talking about how you feel like Medvedev now is the strongest man left in the draw. And uh, you think he stands a real chance. I think team, the way he played against, um, well, in his last match, he looked incredible. Especially them last two sets, he was really on fire. Oh, well, it, it was just ridiculous, really. This was the match that we were sort of teeing ourselves up for, going like, whoa, Felix is now like in the form of his life and... We just showed the golfing class, really. This is a top five player versus somebody who's, what, top 20? And yeah, yeah. it showed, didn't it? And that's exactly what we wanted to see from team. This is the team that we actually love to watch. And it, he was there in abundance. I think we've just been a bit too critical of team, though. Do you not think? Because we're basing him off the fact that in Cincinnati had a poor game against Kronovic, who was yeah. playing out of his skin. And aside yeah. from that, he's not exactly lost any other matches. <laughs> That's the only match. Even in the, all his exhibition matches, they don't count for nothing. We know that. Yeah, but he was exactly. killing them, beating everyone. I know he beat some really top players like Sinner, other top yeah. young players as well. So, team, we need to just put a bit more respect on team's name and the fact that he's only had this one down game, to be fair to him. And uh, we've kind of written him off, really, based off that. And I don't think we should be doing that. Yeah. Um, but the, for me, I feel like it's good that he seems full of confidence in himself. The way he was playing in the, in the final two sets against Felix... It was the Dominic team we was expecting to be seeing in Cincinnati. But he's arrived on the scene now, and he is definitely the one to beat, alongside, say, Medvedev, I would say, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and like you said, people just overlooking him because of one bad result. Uh, well, we oh, were a little bit. We don't yeah, talk about him. And we, we've not really spoke about him in the last three or four podcasts, have we? We were waiting to see him sort of come to life. And I thought something quite interesting that Daniel Medvedev was talking about in one of his interviews. I think it was the interview after the TFO um, mm. or demolition, let's call it. Uh, he said he'd much rather start like slow and poorly and get better and better and better as the tournament progresses to play his best tennis at the end than he would yeah, yeah. come into the tournament playing his best because yeah, yeah. there's nowhere really to go from there and you sort of burn yourself out a bit quicker as well so yeah, we're seeing it from the these are the two top dogs now the ones to beat and they're coming to form just at the right time this is crunch time now yeah just a quick shout out to lamb he's in the yeah. chat <laughs> we love a bit of lamb. I know you was messaging him on Instagram earlier. That's it. It's good mate. to see our loyal fans watching. Hope you're well, mate. Um, but yeah, like you said, team and Medvedev, they're the big dogs left in it. But I was looking at the ages actually before this podcast. Yeah. It was really interesting to see. There's so many young guys left in this tournament, isn't there? I think the two old ones are Karina Bosta and uh, Dominic Team. They're both yeah. 28, which isn't exactly old. That's just, that's the the prime, really, isn't it? That's your prime of your career. And then all the guys below, you've got uh, well a range really. You've got the average probably what like twenty three. Yeah, I'd say so. so. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a young field left in it. Obviously, no one's won a slam before. You've got uh, two finalists in Team and uh, Medvedev. They've re- they've yeah. reached the furthest before. I think Zverev's got to a semi in Australian Open. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just super exciting now. We're gonna have a new Grand Slam winner. But the question, like, the question, what we want to know is, who do we think is going to win it now? Because based off what we saw, I don't know if you want to. Should we go through some of the results? Uh, yeah. What do you mean, the fixtures or the results? Yeah, it's just some of the re- the previous results from the last round. All right. Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. We can just have a look down here. Uh, well, obviously we had. Do you want to look, be looking at Zverev? No, we've spoken, no, let's go down to Berrettini. Let's go have a look at the. We've done the other ones, haven't we? Well, Let's look one at these of the most, at the bottom. Well, this one right here, a uh, crazy match yesterday. We both got it wrong. Hands up. Uh, Rublev, who is the, well, the one thing I said that he couldn't do, which was perform against these big hitters and prove me wrong. <laughs> the curse, I cursed Berrettini out of the competition by the looks of it. And <laughs> he was playing some fantastic tennis on Joe Rublev yesterday. No, nah, Rublev is incredible, this, man. Back to the form that we saw at the beginning of the year where he took those two titles. And something really funny, I don't know if you saw it during the match, he actually managed to take, uh, I believe it was the second set with a broken a broken string in the winning the winning rally. He broke his string, continued yeah, yeah. the whole rally, and still won the, won the set. Which, I think the string wasn't in the centre, was it? It was just to, towards the edge, because otherwise you just... I think um, it broke, though. I think it actually broke. Yeah, that is, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, know. I don't know how he managed that. Continued but, for about six shots after that. But for me, my bit of analysis of that match, really, was uh, Berrettini's serve wasn't really firing like like it was in the match prior, in the game prior, uh, yeah. against Kasper Rudd. Like, he just looked a lot more powerful. He was a bit more commanding with his first serve. He was getting it in a lot more. And that is the difference, really, at this level. You need to be at the top of your game at these at these at the slam slam events because all the players there are so quality, and they'll just pick you off. And Berrettini's yeah. first serve wasn't really getting in. And against Zverev, if you have hitting second 
conservers against him. He's the type of guy who'll just be able to sort of hit the lines and just pick you apart, really. And that's what oh, happened any, in that match. Any any of these guys, like well, Rublev is somebody who'll do it to you because you know how well he drills and how hard he hits the ball as well. Hmm. But you're not going to get, it's not going to get any easier against uh, Daniel Medvedev in the next round. I mean, obviously that's who Berrettini would have faced. And well, I don't think that... The all like Russian that. affair. Yeah, it is. That's quite an exciting one. It means if you're a Russian, like, well, fan of Russian tennis, guaranteed semi-finalist now for you, which is... <laughs> great for Russian tennis and well I'm sure they'll be cheering on they'll probably be cheering on Medvedev I would have thought I don't know I reckon they probably would think he has the best chance being that he made the final last year with those five sets with Rafa and I, I wouldn't put it past him doing it again but there's mate I love oh, Medvedev I saw do you remember the, you see the clip last year of him uh, when he was uh, the fans were like booing him at the US Open yeah I know and really getting on the on the on his back, and he was just saying, "Keep it coming, keep it coming," like just egging him on, because it, and then he just used that in the end to get all the way to the final and almost won it. Really, if it wasn't for Rafael Nadal playing some ridiculous stuff, and I think that's the key that he sort of had is he's a very level-headed player, and he doesn't really show emotion much. Some of the other players, they're notably frustrated. We saw it again in this match between Team and Felix. Felix mm. starts throwing his toys out the pram a little bit when teams literally just beating him fair and square, and he's looking up at his box. It's like it's someone else's fault. It's not my fault, really, that I'm losing this match. And yeah, yeah. It's not. It's no. It's just teams too good, and you're not at that level yet. Unfortunately, you're good, but you're just not quite there yet. And it'll, it'll come. He's twenty years old, so. I just think with these type of people, like we've obviously seen Medvedev, such a strong competitor, we need to be holding these players in much higher regard than we already had earlier in the tournament. I mean, because Medvedev hadn't played any tennis, we thought he might be rusty. Not rusty at all, is he? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and team, well, he's got a big test in the next round. Obviously, he's going to be playing ADM. It's going to be tough. But... Yeah. What do you think on that match? Do you think uh, you've got too much for ADM? Um, I don't know. It's really tricky when you get to these last stages of the slam. I feel like the way team was playing them latter two sets, I think uh, he will have a bit too much for ADM. But yet again, ADM's really impressed me in this tournament. He's played some brilliant stuff. And to be beaten Pospisil, I don't know if you want to go back to that one, just scroll to the left a little. Yeah. That was a proper match. That was that was epic, and I feel like that was settled in the first set. It was one of their matches where the first set was going to be key, and um, Pospisil, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was up five two or something in the tiebreak. Yeah, that first it's, set. It really saw the, I don't, just wouldn't even say threw it away. I would say uh, Alex de Menor, He doesn't get phased by those sort of situations. I think yeah, he's very calm, saved, isn't he, under pressure? Four set points he saved. And yeah. Yeah, just uh, took the set. One night, I think it was six points in a row. And just took the set. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, calm, that, yeah. calm as you like, and that's what you want to see. That's a very good sign moving forward. And is it enough to take him past Dominic Team? I'm not so sure. Uh, yeah. The way the team was hitting the ball, I think it, anybody. Uh, I don't know who Medvedev might even struggle to get close to some of those backhands that he was firing, and especially that match point one. Oh, what a way to! win a match that was incredible 
That's, yeah, why you, no, why you, that, that's yeah. the way you want to win the title. They've done those sort of backhands, isn't it? Literally <laughs> just fired it and just was like, thanks very much. See you later. <laughs> well, we've got yeah. Frank in the comments. He fancies Medvedev for the tournament. He thinks he's the oh. favourite. I know that's you probably agree with that as well. But team, you can't write him off, man. He's got more experience, I would say, in these situations. He's obviously been a bit unfortunate, really, to be coming up against the top three every year. <laughs> Uh, but this time, in theory, he should fancy himself. And I saw him come out on in an interview after the match um, against Felix. And yeah. what he said was that he fancies himself, uh, Sverev and Medvedev. For him, he feels like they're the three favourites. And he, he's saying that himself about, about it. So yeah. it, it just shows sense. that he does have an air of confidence about him. But he should do, because at the end of the day, he's been there, done that a lot more than the other people on left in the draw. Right. And he needs he to show that a bit of maturity now because team's always been talked about as this young guy coming through. He's not He's not that, really. He's not a young guy coming <laughs> through anymore. <laughs> he's been there, done that, and he's, he's been playing at this level for a long time. He's already got to semifinals and finals, and now is his time to really make a mark on it and step up and win. Um, and then after that, he's going to have to try and do the same with one of the big three in it, which is not yeah. going to be easy, but... It might give him more confidence if he can get a slam under his belt to then go against one of the big three in the next next few slams and actually take it. I think something uh, quite interesting. I was doing a little bit of research before we uh, came on, just mm. tried to squeeze it in, and uh, I did up a little table just to show some of the head-to-heads like of the people that are left in the tournament. And some right. very interesting reading. If I'd have seen this before this had happened then I probably would have been shying towards somebody else maybe winning the tournament. If you have a look, if you... Mate, it's El Chapo, isn't it? No, if you... You like like that one. If you read this going across, you'll have a look. All the greens down the bottom there. Dominic Team has a winning uh, head-to-head against every single person left in the competition. And it's got to be give him a lot of confidence going into the next round, really. So, and he's not going to be shying away from anybody, even Medvedev. He's even got a two-to-one record against him. Yeah, but so, looking at that now, initial glance, Ferev seems to have quite a good record as well. Yeah. There's very, a lot of green there. Except against Team, who he's lost to, uh, what is it, seven times. So, that's what I mean. It's very crazy. I was trying to knock up another quick one of show what, what it was on hard court as well, because I know that uh, that's obviously, this is all the different services. Uh, oh, that's, that's really interesting, Ben. I'm glad you shared that, to be fair. And it does look like, based off that, that team, based off their headset, that's why he come out. And he, he must feel confident in himself because he knows who he's played in the past. He knows he's beat these players before. It's just whether he can do it on the big occasion at a big yeah, slam. Exactly. And that's when it actually matters. But for me, I feel like these stats do go out the window a little bit because this is, yeah, um, yeah. Because this is a different type, type of situation. For a start, it's not even a normal US Open. It's um, it's a US Open in a bubble, which they're playing, yeah. which is a bit weird to start off with. And aside from that, they've then got to deal with the fact that there will be a bundles of pressure sort of piled on them, not from all the fans watching, because they probably don't get to see them, but yeah. from themselves. They must put a lot of pressure and momentum on themselves to be winning these matches. And team, really, but looking at that, he should be do he should be getting at least to the final, you'd think. I know he's playing Alex Dimonor next, and his record's not too bad, is it, against some no. of the other guys? But that's what I mean. He's definitely 
very good player on hardcore especially but you just never know it's just whoever plays one day obviously these are all uh old statistics but well they're all from the past you don't know how mm. well the people are going to be playing you look at shapovalov when he played australian open this is a completely different shapovalov this time this i it's barely recognizable to that person so yeah, yeah, and shapovalov look he's beaten rublev he's beaten medvedev he's got the winning record against both of them so if you just don't know do you and against Zverev, he's two and two. I think you've got to look at the draw though as well. The draw is important. I don't know if you want to get the draw up because that's um, yeah, sure. that's a good indication to kind of see. Oh, there you go. Nice. That's a good indication to just kind of see who who's going to be playing who. Obviously, we've not spoke about Buster there. Was Buster even on that graph? Yeah, yeah, he's on there. He, <laughs> I know he's one of those. There's probably too much red. It wasn't really. Um, Buster has a winning record against Shapovalov, who he plays next, and he has a winning record against uh, Alex de Menor. But all the rest. Yeah, because in theory, he's the other kind of experienced player, and being he's 28 as well. However, he's not really, this is the furthest he's been at a slam. Um, I would say. He's never really reached them heights, but it's, mate, I wouldn't put it past it. You never know, really, in this sport, man. And Buster's. I would say say no for Buster, but. I would say someone you should keep your eye on, and no one's talking about them. And he beat Stefanos Tsitsipas in five. Is Borna Chorich, and Chorich has got a winning record uh, against four of these remaining seven people in there. And I believe he even has, yeah, he has a yeah a good record against Dominic Team as well. So if he was to come up against him, you'd probably fancy his chances. He's got mm. a winning record against Medvedev. This is what I mean. This person's being overlooked a lot. He's got a winning record against Zverev. If, imagine if he comes up against... These are the like three of the biggest ones, and he's got sort of pretty good records against all three. I, I like Shapovalov still to win it. <laughs> thought, yeah, you would. This is yeah, a because, nice no, if you look at the draw, he just looks like he's just... I don't know. I feel like he's, I feel like he's got a really good chance against Buster. And then aside from that, the, the yeah, game after, he's avoiding some of the bigger guys, isn't he, until the final. Yeah, well, so yeah, that's that's the only reason you sort of I'm basing it off because he's on the other side, so he gets to avoid Medvedev and team. Granted, yeah. he's still after to probably play either Sverev or Koric, which probably would be Sverev. But still, it's yeah, it's still tough. But I think Shapovalov can do it, man. I, I really do believe in him. And this is his tournament. Definitely and when you get into a final, anything can happen in a final, unless Imagine you're Novak, and then you end up winning it. Shapovalov team final, maybe the battle of the backhands. That would be an interesting one. Yeah, no, that would be, to be fair. But, yeah, I mean, we didn't really touch on too much Medvedev and his impressive performance against uh, Francis TFO. I mean, TFO making it through to the fourth round, and you thought, whoa, we've just seen some of the best tennis we've ever seen from Francis TFO. And it was like different class. It was like. No, TFO wasn't good at all. He wasn't good. Medvedev, that's the thing why I don't want to rate Medvedev too highly. Granted, he played really well, but he just looked like TFO had run his race. I think he, he looked beat when he came out, to be fair. And um, no. he didn't really offer much, did he, on court? No, no. I don't want to be really. too harsh on him because he had a brilliant tournament. I don't think he would have expected to get as far as he did. No, true. I mean, Medvedev, just to win it in the fashion that he did, it, yeah, maybe it was a bit of both sides. He yeah, I think, you, I think probably... it was. I think Medvedev was being playing well. But then TFO was not playing very well at all. 
Yeah, it was a bit sad to see, really, just him, see him. He worked so hard to get this far in the tournament, and then just to limp out like six one six love, and it just it just seemed like his body language was all completely gone in that last set. And yeah, yeah, yeah. easy day at the office for him. Yeah, yeah. And well, he's fresh for the next round now. Yeah, or well, something I want to talk about a little bit off topic, but it's about Djokovic. I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen who's mm. come out today and had to? Uh, Con- condemn some of the fans a lot of yeah. predominantly Djokovic fans who are taking the whole thing about him getting disqualified a bit out of hand and there's yeah. been a lot of incidents I've seen I've not specifically seen what, what, what's been said but different journalists have been reporting it and Djokovic had to come out himself and say just stop giving this lady hate the uh, the, the line judge um, because she's getting it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, why are they getting to this level where they feel the need to just be abusing her? She's, she's the one who's been hitting the neck. <laughs> I know. It just you can, There's an argument saying that she's maybe exaggerated it a little bit. But at the end of the day, just it doesn't, it doesn't warrant that behaviour of giving her death threats and all this, like, attacking sort of language. It's just not on, really. I just don't like it. It's a bit unneeded, isn't it? Uh, well, definitely. Um, it's just sad to see now we've got a day and age where there's so much social media presence that somebody can now be found and attacked in this nature well that's the thing mate it's because of social media it's so easy to do it now but what's she done all she did was get we should should give Novak some praise though i think he's handled it quite well at least he's come out and condemned it and actually made he, he made a positive stance on it and then um i've also seen news about his fine it's going to be about two hundred and sixty thousand dollars, which is quite a bit And um, yeah, the US Open are the US Open to blame? Are they used for having line judges in the first place? Because there's only line judges on one court. No, but that's not the right attitude, is it, Ben? To be saying that because there is line judges, and in the normal circumstances, there would be line judges. So it still it still means you shouldn't be doing that, regardless. Maybe there's a case for having no line judges now. Then what in this tournament? Minimize no in general, just to minimize the fact that players are going to throw tantrums all the time and start hitting people like with brackets and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like Lamb says, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary to be swearing at this lady or to send her death threats. I heard that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's that's just you're taking them out of the firing line as well. I mean, the only person that can get in the firing line is the umpire then and. They probably have enough stick as it is. I'll tell you what, an interesting perspective on this whole thing, though. I don't know if you've seen Ryan Harrison's tweet. He'd come out. He, he didn't want to get too much in the fact that he's sticking up for Djokovic or anything. But in the whole, this is what his idea was. He's saying that tennis needs a re-change. It needs like a rejig around. At the moment, like we've spoke about, some ex- that we're not really getting as many fans involved in tennis as what we what we should be, but, well, or what it was prior in the past. And a lot of that yeah. is the fact that players are sort of brainwashed to be like robots on court. And they're brainwashed to play in a certain way. They're not allowed to show any emotion. They need to play in just this robotic nature. And anything else, like showing emotions, uh, frustration or happiness or joy, can be deemed as offensive and not not allowed, basically. But would it not be better to sort of change that around a bit and just have less, less restrictions, less rules, and a lot more sort of loose um style of um what's the word for it then like um just a more relaxed environment to play tennis in so basically you can have fans engaging with the people on the stands 
uh, we can have sorry fans engaging with players. You can have a lot more of the boundaries sort of broken between fans and players and coaches, and just make it more of a sport for all rather than it being very strict and sort of old fashioned. And I understand oh, what he, where he's coming from in it, and it could do with something like that. I know they've tried to do it more in the UTS. Oh, you still there? Lost you. Well, I'm not sure where JG's gone. He's, uh, I think his connection may have uh, stopped there for a second. But yeah, I sort of totally agree with JG. I don't know why there hasn't been more looking, like more people looking into this. I know we spoke to Danilo Petrovic on one of the uh, previous podcasts that we had. And he was very vocal in saying that he really wanted changes and he'd been speaking to he'd been doing a lot of research on the atp and he'd been actually really wanting a lot of changes not just in pay structure but in just changes for players to make it better for the players because they're on tour all year round and they're under a lot of stress all year round they don't have time to really think about implementing new things in the sport and this is something which the actual like organizers, they need to be the ones to do it because the players themselves, they're overworked as it is and they're traveling all the time. They can't be re- held responsible for it. I mean, oh, sorry about that. I'm back. I don't know what happened. Went. Yeah. Sorry. I was just saying about the, uh, Danilo Petrovic interview. He was very vocal on his, uh, stance on player, like the fact that players, there's not enough done for them. Maybe there does need to be a lot more changes in the game. Oh, we lost you again. But yeah, I think uh, I think he's totally right, though. To be honest, he yeah. I mean, what changes could be made, though? I think that's the one thing that we really need to look at. Is it a change in the format of the sport? Do we really need like the format of tennis changing? I mean, I think the scoring systems, all of this sort of thing is fine. I think maybe the main thing that we just need to look at is just, uh, yeah, bridging the gap between the fans and the players and just there to be more interaction, more like possibility for players and fans to actually interact in like a nicer way, though, because at the moment there's just too much hatred with too much social media presence and it's pretty disgusting. Um, I think things can change for sure because I think we need to say, see more of a happy medium. But I don't want to take this away from the fact that we still don't think what Djokovic did was correct. He should be penalised. He should have been disqualified from the US Open. That is the rules which are right now, and that's what we have to follow. However, moving forward, maybe we could have a bit more of a relaxed sort of stance on tennis in the way it is and just have a bit more, like, just everything a little bit more open. Well, definitely. I think that's all we can hope for. Uh, Shall we move on to the women's draw? Because I know that we've uh, spoken quite a lot about the men's. Yeah, let's do it, mate. I know that we're we're pretty passionate about this women's draw this year because it's been super exciting. And one of the most exciting since, uh, since I can remember, really. I mean, there's been so many crazy stories going through this. And one of the main ones, which I know that we've been talking about over the past week, is... uh, Svetlana Pronkova, who yeah. has made it through yet again 
And quite an amazing performance against the Lee's Cornell. I watched the full match. I was fully yeah, invested in this. I was match. watching it too. It's it was a bit emotional, in fact. Do you not think? It was brilliant. I was just so shocked. She she looks this is her first tournament in three years. She hasn't played a tournament. And she's come back and she's just starting the US Open. And what a tournament. She looks great, but I I thought she was looking a bit fatigued in the second set. She had a match point. It sort of got away from her. She missed two really easy volleys on top of the net, which could have got her like another match point. Or and then she was broken, lost the tie break. But to mm. show that, and she was looking tired. She was struggling. She wasn't even chasing down the balls anymore. And you just thought, oh no, Corne is going to take over. Well, she said it in the interview. Did you see her interview after the match? She literally was saying that in the third, going into the third set, she felt completely finished. Like she didn't have her body was given up. She had nothing left in the tank, and her game plan was short rallies, get the points over with quickly. We don't want any of these like long running distance, like running from side to side, long rallies. Just wanted quick points, winners, and get it over and done with. And that's what she did because she was incredible and just fair play to her, man. What a story it's been. I know the beginning of the thing. There was only nine mothers who entered the tournament this year, yeah, and there's three left. Funny enough, we've got Serena, Azarenka, and um, obviously Prinkova. So yeah, the three the three mothers. I'm cheering them on all the way. But one's going to be knocked out in the next round because we've got her Prinkova facing off against Serena. Oh, and what can we do? Going to have to lose one. And sorry to say, Serena, I don't want you to be the one that goes through. (laughs) I want Prinkova. This is such a great story. We want it to see it through to the end i mean she will if she goes through i believe let's bring the draw up quickly for the women's if we can yeah, yeah. uh yeah it's a really tough match for azarenka in the next round but we got down that bottom bottom end of the draw azarenka against elise mertens uh, oh. azarenka made it through uh, i believe it was in three sets oh just one second yeah i believe it was in three yeah, it was. Yeah, she lost the first set against much of her and showed the strength and character to come back again. Amazing. And with the other match, look at look who's there. Elise Mertens just beat Sophia Kennan in straight sets. And you you said it. Mate, I called it. I did fancy Elise Mertens. Uh, obviously, Kennan's, well, she's the champion of the Australian Open, but Mertens has played so much tennis late and she's just really impressed me. And we know how physical she is. Very powerful as well, and um, just proved a bit too much for Kenin, to be fair. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, that sets up an exciting match now of Azarenka, Azarenka Martins. And that is where I feel like well, this is where it's a big test for Azarenka. And maybe massive. a bridge too far, but well, I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't think you can write Azarenka off. The fact that she's just won, she's on such a winning Never. streak. I forget, I don't know how many games it is, but she's won quite a few games in a row now. Oh, and, um, she had the whole of uh, Cincinnati, and uh, I think there was a couple of games before there as well. Yeah, uh, she's the informed girl on tour right now, but there's another one who's also very much in four. Well, another two, really, yeah. and one's playing right now. I'm not sure if it's, it's probably finished, actually. I know she was playing when I started Lee, the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's just... That's it, Jennifer Brady. Very quick as well. She's dispatched to put in save a 6-3, 6-2. So this one is now... Finished, and she's going to meet the winner of Osaka versus Shelby Rogers, which is a very exciting match. 
So we have our first semi-finalist, Jen Brady, and she's been playing the best tennis of her career, that's for sure. I, I do fancy, I do want Osaka to go through, though, purely because I think Osaka <laughs> Brady will be the better matchup. That will be a more exciting match, wouldn't it, for sure? We could potentially have three Americans in the semi-finals here, which would be absolutely yeah, the, the, crazy. Yeah, well, to be fair, there's so many, isn't there, on the women's tour? There's a lot yeah, of yeah. top of, top-seeded American players. Um We've obviously seen a few go out, but it's still got Serena in there. No one's ever talking yeah. about Serena to actually win it, are, are they? Her her result against Sakari was really really good. She looks she looks like she's struggling around the court a little bit just because I don't know. She's obviously just the age and playing these uh, young really powerful players. Sakari managed to grab that second set, and she somehow did the same as Peronkova, came back and managed to grab the last set, 6-3. So they're both coming back off the back of great comebacks in the third set. Yeah, my only concern now with the Pronka for Serena match is whether she's just a bit too tired. Like she said in the interview afterwards, right. she is just... Well, she, I don't know if you watched it, she actually broke down and cried. They started talking about her family and her yeah. child, and it was just a, the emotions just kind of got to her. She battled so hard on court. And to be doing that, all she was saying is she wants to get go to her ice bath and have a nice massage now. But then you're not really got much rest because you're going to be playing Serena Williams in a few days' time. And that is just going to be ridiculously hard. One thing which I want to, I want to respect on the women's tour is the new rule they implemented a few years back about how if, um, if, if, you're, if you're pregnant as a, as a woman and you, you're having a baby soon, yeah. you're able to have a protected ranking. So when you return you're able to come back and play at the top level again, which is a really good incentive for um, women across the tour to go and live their life, as we say, but then still have tennis as well, because tennis is a big part of their life to be getting to the stage they're at. And for me, Peronkova, uh, I actually find her whole brand of tennis really exciting to watch as well. I noticed that in that final set when she was pushed to be playing more attacking, I thought it was really exciting, and I probably found that more exciting than all the rest, because you could see the determination and how much she was giving each ball. And it, I feel like that's just what you want to see in tennis, isn't it? You want you want people, you want characters there who you see on court, they're giving their all. They're not just going through the motions. They're not just technically brilliant players who are just there because they're getting paid to be there. But she was there because she looked like she wanted that trophy. And for me, that's brilliant to see. But Serena's not going to... I don't think Serena's going to bend over and make it, any, make it easy for her. No, she won't. But... Strange things keep happening in the tennis world, so never know. Hopefully nothing too weird happens, but we just want to see an amazing match of tennis. We don't want to see any more Djokovic incidents, not mm. especially not in the women's side as well. No, no, we don't need that. Even more shocking <laughs> somehow. That always seems to be in the men's side, doesn't it, all these incidents? Yeah, I know, it's true. I don't know, there was the Serena one, wasn't there, with the umpire? That wasn't yeah. too long ago. And that was under, that received a lot of criticism. To be fair, yeah, it's never normally violent acts from the women's side. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's never normally people uh, smacking balls at people or <laughs> smashing. There's never not as many racket smashes in the women's side. Well, I don't think anyway. But yeah, thanks everybody for uh, watching the podcast, and yeah, thanks everybody who's listening as well. Uh, if you're enjoying all of our podcasts that we keep putting out daily, please don't forget 
please like our videos and please subscribe to the channel share it with uh, your friends we're on spotify we're on apple podcasts uh so yeah if you can go on to these streaming sites and then just give us a five star review and just give us some positive feedback it's all really appreciated i mean we're doing this for the fans we're massive fans of tennis ourselves so it's just something yeah that mean the world to us so yeah we're on all the available platforms and yeah just share it with everybody you know who loves tennis yeah, yeah this has been a bit of disaster for me i'm not so happy with my internet today this is just ridiculous oh. but anyway on. it happens sometimes <laughs> with, the, with the lives i think um it's crushed my computer there's too much uh, i'm streaming too too much at once so sorry about that guys hopefully i'll get this fixed for the next one um i did you want to wrap it up there ben uh yeah i was just telling everybody yeah just to subscribe and just uh yeah, just appreciate everybody who just keeps on helping us on the journey. Hopefully, this will all calm down eventually soon. We just want the world to get back to normal because then we'll be heading to Europe, heading to Challenger events, heading to some ATP events and just giving you some amazing content and speaking to a lot of the players from these events. So we just can't wait for it to get back and we'll just be able to give you amazing content. More yeah, than and, it, in these and in the present, some exciting stuff we will be doing soon is we're going to be live streaming the final. But yeah, hopefully he fa- fixes his internet for that ep- that episode because it'll probably be a three, four, five hour classic. So make sure you join us again tomorrow. We're going to be giving you some updates. I know there's a uh, Borna Korich is or Chorich, sorry, is just starting now uh, playing. So. We're going to be giving you some updates on that match tomorrow. And then we'll probably be doing it during one of the matches, which is playing tomorrow. So we've got Zverev, Chorich, that's starting now. And Carino Buster and Shapovalov will be overnight. So we'll bring you an update on that. And, yeah, Dimonor team and Rublev Medvedev. So we've got that exciting matches tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll bring you all the updates. And thanks, everybody, for watching. Catch you on the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.